0: This is where I go to check out the episodes for Public Access America now. You can read descriptions and see videos and even more right here on my phone. What's a phone? A phone is a device that allows you to interact with the rest of the world. And what's a .com? A .com is a website that allows other people in the world to put up content that we can check out every day. Like publicaccessamerica.com Are you a German spy? Because this sounds like technology I'll tell you what, just click on the Best Buy banner On publicaccessamerica.com There you go And now you can shop from hundreds of items Let's get you maybe a phone or a tablet Or maybe even a PC So you can check out Public Access America Everywhere on iTunes and Stitcher And YouTube and TuneIn Radio And even publicaccessamerica.com Wow, this is great. Now I'm a German spy just like you, Petey. Oh, don't forget the headphones. Water headphones?
1: Welcome to the underworld.
0: I love America. It's been my home
2: all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. one of the Soviet Union's leading novelists. On July 30th of this year, Anatoly Kuznetsov, on a trip to England, escaped from his Russian guard and defected. In the lining of his coat, he had sewn this film, copies of the original manuscripts of his
1: novels. That there is the whole of my life. These are my real books not the ones as they are known to the reader.
2: This is the story of a man who got away. And there are men in this building who would like nothing better than to get their hands on him. This is the Soviet embassy in London. and Anatoly Kuznetsov will have nothing to do with it. Kuznetsov spent his adult life in that schizophrenic twilight zone, trying to be both an honest novelist and a Soviet citizen. His best-known work in the West is the novel Babi Yar, an account of the Nazi massacres in the Ukraine in 1942. Kuznetsov's story is made of the stuff of classic spy fiction, but it is brutally true. It involves the Soviet secret police, the KGB, a shabby hotel in the west end of London, the Apollo, a favorite place for the Soviet embassy to put up visiting delegations and sex, too, among the seedy strip clubs of Soho. It is a story of escape and betrayal. Like many good thrillers, a newspaper man is involved. The London Daily Telegraph's Soviet affairs editor, David Floyd, the man in the middle. Someone had given Kuznetsov Floyd's name. Kuznetsov now lives in hiding. He prefers to be called by his first name, Anatoly. Kuznetsov, he says, was the man who wrote what he was told to write, and he wants to forget him. But he emerged from hiding to tell his remarkable, sometimes sickening story of life in the Soviet Union. The interpreter is David Floyd, the man who took Kuznetsov in from the cold. I know that the Soviet embassy has been very anxious to talk to you, and you have flatly refused to do so, even
3: in the presence of British foreign office people. (laughs)
1: I am afraid of them, even in the presence of British officials and even at a distance I am afraid of them. This is a CBS News special. The ordeal of Anatoly Kuznetsov with CBS News correspondent Morley Safer. Now the ordeal of Anatoly Kuznetsov, with CBS News correspondent Morley Safer.
2: Anatoly Kuznetsov, when did you decide
1: to leave the Soviet Union? Anatoly Kuznetsov, вы когда решились уехать из Советского Союза? Решение уехать было у меня. The decision to leave I took on the morning of the 21st of August last year. That was when Soviet troops went into Czechoslovakia.
2: But there have been many things in the past 20 years and more equally horrible. What was so special about
3: Czechoslovakia?
1: Well, probably for me personally, that was the last... After that, I really didn't have any faith left or any hope.
2: All right, there you are, a Soviet citizen who decides to leave
1: Russia. What do you do?
3: Because it's
1: very difficult to leave the Soviet Union. Very few people get to travel outside the Soviet Union first of all if there is a dossier on you with the police well then you won't get out anyway
3: you've
1: got to have a very good reputation at work
3: you've
1: got to have made frequent statements about your political loyalty your love for the party and the government you must be psychologically and, inter- and nervously in good form, fit. If you've consulted a doctor, and especially if you've consulted a psychiatrist, uh, you would never be let out. And then for five or six months you fill in a mess of uh, different forms.
3: Uh,
1: you particularly have to put down what people near to you, close to you, uh, you leave behind in uh, Russia. A bachelor has very little hope of getting out. Uh, a man with a family has better chances. Then he has children left behind and people related to him. Then they, they, you have to go through all sorts of conversations, interviews with
3: people.
1: Sometimes they will tell you to follow the activities of the people who go with you because they very seldom let you out alone. You have to go out in a group. On my case, they attached a special personal agent to me. I had no permission to leave. I once made a journey in 1961 to France. And since then, for eight years, they wouldn't let me
3: out. There
1: were foreign publishing houses invited me out. I was invited to Paris by a French publishing firm at their expense, uh, for their money. And it looked as though they were going to let me out. But then the secret police got in the way and I wasn't released. Then I was invited to New York by the uh, Dial Press publishers. They wrote a long letter, they promised you to put up $5,000 and then once again at the very last moment they wouldn't let me out. So then I decided to get out at any price. I got ready to try and swim out underwater. Because it's very difficult, This tremendous uh, guard on the frontier everywhere. I took a lot of chances and I was very
3: scared.
1: I trained myself to, to do this, I trained myself to swim underwater. I can now, for example, swim for 15 hours underwater. water. Because what I had to do was swim under the water and do it in one night. And only in if there were bad weather. I just got a letter from another Russian who actually did manage to do it by swimming he got out to Turkey in the end there he met up with a Soviet frontier guard who had also got out to
3: Turkey
1: and the frontier guard explained to him it was only a miracle that, that, that he had got out at all Lots of people try, but they all get caught. The Russian authorities don't only have radar equipment on the surface, which are good enough even to detect a a child's ball floating on the surface. But they also have hydro radar locators underneath the water and they would have caught me. They would have detected me.
2: So you decided against swimming out and you made one more attempt to
1: come out legally. I made my last, my my third effort to get out legally so that I I decided to try to fit in with what the secret police wanted. I knew that if I didn't let me out that time, then I knew I would never get out. Well, I I succeeded, but at a very considerable price. What was that price? As I said, I I, I had to demonstrate in some way my loyalty. Uh, Not only my loyalty, but my, my anxiety, my willingness to work with the secret police.
3: 8
1: they persecuted me for
3: eight years.
1: They demanded that I should inform upon my friends who were writers. Yevtushenko, Akcionov.
3: These are all my friends. I refused.
1: So then they developed a great dossier on me. They got people to attach themselves to me, pretending to be friends. They got women to try to become my mistresses.
3: A lot
1: of them. Lot of these people told me what was happening and warned me about it. My telephone was bugged, my letters were opened. I think there were microphones in my, my rooms. They knew absolutely everything about me. I had two copies of the magazine America suddenly some completely unknown person rang me up and said why on earth do you keep those foreign magazines in your home it's already written down in your dossier so then in desperation i decided to show them that i had changed my ways that i would improve would behave differently
3: сказал себе нужно во
1: what you have to do I said to myself is to just pretend to yourself believe that this is the Gestapo I must escape from the concentration camp what do they want,
3: do they want?
1: in order that they should believe me
3: that
1: I should inform on my own friends прекрасно let that would be fine. Let them have their informer. I composed what was probably the most striking, the most, uh, the finest piece of writing in my life. I, I said that uh, all these writers, uh, Yevtushenko, Aksionov, and a group of others right down to some actors in the comedy theater were getting ready to produce and publish a frightful underground magazine,
3: that so,
1: they've got an underground print shop that they're gathering uh, manuscripts together and money for the job. Oh, how the, how the secret police were pleased with this. This was a pure fiction. I, I, I even thought I might put in that they were actually planning to blow up the Kremlin, but then I thought that they'd see through that.
3: <laughs>
1: but uh, it didn't matter. They have no sense of humor. They took it all seriously. Then what did you do? Ah, Uh I
3: убедительное заявление
1: написать у нас сейчас там в there's a terrific campaign now going on at the moment preparing for the uh, 100th anniversary of Lenin's birth if you want to do something in this connection then everything is possible I said I wanted to write a novel about Lenin and how he created the communist party in London and I would just have to go and visit all the places where he'd been in London so you created a kind of phony project in a way and I made it, a very, it was a very detailed plan too so then they started to work with me and said that they'd let me go to England And that maybe they would give me some secret task to perform, secret mission. That just before I left from left Russia, I should telephone and I would probably get my secret instructions. Do you know, I took a chance and I didn't bother to ring up.
2: Anatoly, do you feel any guilt about what you wrote and reported about Yevtuchenko and the others? Of course I do.
1: It's by no means excluded that they may have had difficulties. I wrote about it immediately as soon as I was here in the Daily Telegraph. No. so that the KGB over there should know what I'd done. That it was a false project? Yes, of course. But this is such an ordinary, everyday thing with them that uh, this, this isn't going to surprise anybody.
2: Yet you know that Yevtuchenko was once greatly admired in the West, and many of his poems were against the Soviet system. So no. perhaps there was some grains of truth in what you reported to the KGB.
3: No,
1: of course not. He, he has no, no plans to start an underground print shop.
2: So there you are, on a plane with your shadow, and you arrive in London. Then
1: what do you do? Well, we found a room in a hotel. Which was uh, booked for us, either by the Soviet embassy or people who were very close to the embassy. I don't have the right to choose a, a, a hotel myself. And then you have a plan.
3: У всегда есть очень написанный на многих листах план.
1: We always, when we come on these trips, have uh, several sheets of paper containing the program of uh, what we are to do, and a copy of this remains behind in Russia. What
2: I meant was a plan to to evade the authorities.
3: Well,
1: that's a different question, of course. Tell me about that
3: well
1: my first problem was to get uh, a few hours of freedom when my agent my 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 watchdog wasn't uh, with me I didn't manage to get that for four days he never took his eyes off me. He must have been a desperate man. No, 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 no. I studied him pretty carefully. I knew his weaknesses. What were they? We went walking around London. And he, like any young, young man, he was simply amazed at the beautiful women, the pretty girls, the short skirts, the mini skirts. I noticed the the effect this had on him and I worked on him with a view to suggest that he should visit the striptease shows
3: mm-hmm.
1: he, You had to become a member and he wrote himself in as a Yugoslav citizen In Russia we are strictly forbidden to, to visit anything like striptease or get uh, mixed up with women, we have to sign a paper saying that we shan't do this. In this way, both of us, both I and my watchdog, became criminals. So this introduced a certain amount of confidence between the two of us. We agreed with each other not to tell on each other
3: and
1: when he told me that in the evening he absolutely had to meet certain people that i should have to sit in the hotel Then i said uh, much better if i were to go and have a look at another strip tease and if it looks all right then we can both go along there another time he hesitated for a moment, and then he agreed. And I said, if I don't come back for rather a long time, he shouldn't worry. And he went off, and while well, I went off to a telephone kiosk, telephone booth. I telephoned the Daily Telegraph. Tried to get in touch with David Floyd, who speaks Russian. I managed to get hold of him, and we meet, we met. What did you say to him? I told him I wanted to stay in London, ask him to help me because I didn't know English. I wanted to hide away from my watchdog, my KGB man. This was a very dangerous step to take. They've got their agents all over the place, all over the world. They used to tell me with a a, a smile that they had agents in all parts of the world in the most incredible places, places you just couldn't
3: imagine they
1: suggested that uh, I might perhaps go to a uh, police chief and this police chief might in fact be a Soviet agent this was just theoretically so I looked for somebody in whom I could be, of whom I could be quite certain He uh, quickly uh, understood what was the matter, and he helped me, and I shall be grateful to him for the rest of my life.
2: You know that some Western writers, the American novelist William Styron, have described what you have done as despicable, both in informing and in fact in leaving the Soviet Union. If Mr.
1: так считает. if Mr. Steyron thinks that way, well, I'm happy to offering my flat in Tula. Let him go and try it. They still don't understand just what the Soviet Union is.
3: If we were to Thomas Mann or Bertrand Brecht there a dilemma Либо остаться у, у Гитлера, либо эмигрировать, Что бы тогда сказал Стах.
1: If Thomas Mann or Bertolt Brecht had been faced with the dilemma of leaving Germany or living under Hitler, what would they have said then? Они ведь уехали из Германии. But they left Germany after all. А если бы им пришлось просто спасать какой ценой перед Гестаппом? if they had had to save themselves at any price to get away from the Gestapo. In any case, this is a question which I myself can't decide.
3: I ask
1: myself, after all, what would people say if they learned to say that uh, well, Dostoevsky, say, had written and uh, 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 had informed, even uh, falsely, but had informed on his friends.
3: I don't know what to answer. I can only say that neither
1: Dostoevsky, nor Tolstoy, nor, Tostoy, nor Turgenev, none of them lived in Soviet Russia. Yet Daniel and...
2: Hasternan
3: did live in the Soviet Union.
1: So you would be advising a Russian writer simply because he's Russian to live in a concentration camp? I have a small hope that not living in a concentration camp, I may be able to say more. I don't know. What
2: were your feelings as a Soviet writer during the trials of Daniel and Szynowski? Uh, Horror. Did you want to speak out for them?
1: I didn't have the courage to do that.
2: And where would you be today if you had spoken out?
1: Если бы я это активно делал, я был бы рядом с ними. If I'd done it really actively, I should be alongside them now.
3: Или бы просто меня не публиковали, я бы не смог выехать.
1: Or I should. They would certainly not have published me, or I shouldn't have been able to come out of the country.
2: The Soviet authorities said you left for the most tawdry of reasons, that you left a pregnant mistress behind.
3: я об этом не знал из советской печати.
2: Well, I
1: learned about this from the Soviet press. I don't yet know what they're talking about. It was Boris Polivoy who wrote about this, and apparently he knows more about this woman than I do.
2: You know, Anatoly, human nature is a very funny thing. No one really likes a
3: turncoat. How do you feel about that?
1: So what do I have to do? Am I condemned to remain always a coward, a conformist? What can I do? I was born in Russia. I was born in Russia. I lived there 40 years and I know no other life. And the moment came when I could no longer live that way. What do you advise me to do? Commit suicide? I thought about that. Hey, the ordeal of hey, Anatoly Kuznetsov will continue in the
0: Find it on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, and even the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's so cool. Not good, nothing. But are you a German spy? Because that sounds like technology. It's like that new thing, the radio. Or a newspaper for your ears. You can even follow their production company, Jar Codes, on Twitter or Facebook and find all new episodes posted every day. Oh, that's cool. I don't care nothing about no planes, but i got to hear the latest episode of Public Access America now! Oh, watch the bomb! You can even go to their YouTube channel at Public Access America and find great videos from our time! It's so cool! Go check out Public Access America!
2: You know, Anatoly, at the very beginning, a great many people, people outside the Soviet Union, had great hopes for communism.
1: What went wrong? Communist doctrine, communist teaching is very attractive. And it grew out of good convictions and beliefs. But life, it appears, is a good deal more complex than it appeared to the founders of communism and we see ancient history being repeated again. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Thanks to communism, that road has become many miles longer. I only have to mention the name Stalin and you're bound to agree with me. If that is possible, if it's possible to have millions of victims completely senselessly, that means that the the, the idea itself is no good.
2: But how is it that the Russian people, with their great sense of nationality, great sense of being Russian, how on earth were they so easily
3: cowed? Oh, Oh,
1: there is in Russia a long, long tradition of
3: tyranny
1: see if you were born in a concentration camp and your parents were born in a concentration camp and your grandparents were born in a concentration camp you see you no longer imagine any other life first of all the Tsars oppressed Russia and then came communism there was a little short period, that, that inter- intermission, in 1917, between February and October. That was so small that you can really write it off. Well,
2: there was another brief intermission, a tiny crack of light created by Khrushchev a
1: few years ago. What went wrong there? No, no that was only just a nuance, just a look, just a shade. I personally didn't take that seriously. That was really just as if in that same concentration camp you just make slightly more human conditions.
3: So
1: you're banned from writing letters and receiving uh, parcels, say, and then at a time you were allowed to write letters and allowed to receive
3: parcels.
1: See, some people took it all seriously and thought that very soon that the doors were really going to open. No, 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 the Soviet regime cannot possibly open the doors properly. It seems to me at the moment when I think about it, it's like some Nightmare, some frightful dream. It's like it's life is like some constant, unbroken theatrical production. Never say out loud. Uh, what you really think, but what you ought to say. There are, of course, some people who do say what they think. But these are just people, not very bright people, who are just using set phrases of official propaganda. But, of A thinking man finds it very hard there. it's a terrible system of universal informing, universal following. You cannot trust a single person there. It's quite possible for a son to inform on his father. Or a a wife on her husband. Not to mention what friends can do to friends.
2: What gave you the idea or the sense that it might be any different in the West?
1: They isolate us all from foreigners. But we read books and sometimes we're able to travel abroad. Мире, in order to know a little bit more about the world, I especially learned польские... Polish. Uh, so you can buy Polish newspapers in Moscow.
3: Они... Они мире, чем...
1: And they tell you more about the world than Russian newspapers do.
3: Ну, потом, раз, and
1: then, after all, once I was actually in Paris nine, nine years ago
3: but
1: then I also became a criminal I got away from my group once in Montmartre and got to know an artist who was painting modern uh, pictures I, I asked him whether he was allowed to paint pictures like that he just
3: laughed. I
1: went home with
3: him.
1: He showed me his pictures, said he'd won some prizes for them.
3: I said, this is,
1: this is just a fantastic life. This is just tremendous happiness. He took me to the window. He lived up in an attic right at the top. He said, look, it's all right here. Why the hell do you want to go back to Russia? Why don't you stay here with me?
3: I'll
1: paint what I like and you can write what you like. And uh, a glass of milk will be, we'll have enough for a glass of milk. Why didn't you do it then?
3: It's
1: very frightful for a person who's uh, born in a concentration camp. It's too, too sudden. I left my wife, whom I loved in Russia, my son, son who's only just born then. I listened to it as if it was like a, like a fairy tale, something fantastic. You see? Did you brood on that when you got back to Russia? So all thinking people in Russia think about this and brood on it. You see, it's very difficult. We Russians, we are very fond of our country. Every single emigrant is really suffering from a sort of nostalgia and then of course it's especially frightful for a writer to cut himself off from his people yet
2: as a writer in the soviet union you were a member of a very select group of people what i'm really trying to get at is when you sat around with other writers thinking men
1: intellectual people what on earth did you talk about mostly we complain There's just one long complaint. One of them say he's written a novel, and uh, so they won't publish it. Or else they publish it in such a frightful form that he's simply desperate. Isn't that dangerous,
2: though? Well, just where do you draw the line in these conversations? Can you really ever trust each
3: other?
1: A hundred percent you can't trust anybody. You have to carry on your conversations like this. You say this is very bad, bad, and this is bad, and this is bad, but these are all mistakes. But... Altogether, we are communists. We just think that there are little small mistakes committed in Russia, and I told you I've read everything you've written,
2: and one word keeps coming up in almost every article. the word
1: cynicism. Could you expand on that? I am at this moment a very fortunate person. I am, for the first time in my life, saying what I really think. Many, many people in Russia think exactly the same as I do. I'm responsible for my words. I know what I'm saying. Insofar as we have to live in that theater, which complex, rather, every single person has a sort of collection of phrases which he speaks and says officially, publicly, and a corresponding collection of actions in so far as to a normal human being it's extremely difficult to lead such a double life what are the rewards for that cynicism well of course he gets the possibility of living more richly than others being better off than others he can buy commodities special th- in special shops. He will be allowed to travel and travel abroad. He may receive decorations, official state uh, medals. State prizes. Do any of your colleagues
2: place any real value on these awards?)
1: No, on the whole we're pretty cool towards the sort of rewards you get. My novel Badyar was put forward uh, for a state prize. <inaudible> Used to be called Stalin Prizes.
3: <inaudible>
1: but uh, when this was reported in the newspapers, a lot of very really Decent people began to change their attitude towards me for the worse. Fortunately for me, I didn't get the prize. The Soviet
2: authorities were very unhappy with your novel Baby Yar. Now I know that book, and it's a simple account of how the Nazis slaughtered hundreds of thousands of Jews and Ukrainians in the Ukraine. What on earth did they object to in that?
1: There were three main objections to the book. But in the first place, there is a great deal of anti-Semitism in the Soviet Union. And Babi Yar is primarily concerned with the murder of Jews. The Soviet officials prefer not to talk about this. Then my novel went rather further than this, it begins with talking about the beginning of the war and uh, inquiring why there was such a terrible defeat at that time. So the truth of the matter is that a great many Soviet citizens and especially Ukrainians uh, waited for Hitler as as as, as a liberator.
3: Террор,
1: then it turned out that uh, the Germans were offering them the same kind of terrorist regime as Stalin so the people found themselves between two fires between the hammer and the anvil the ordinary citizen preferred his own Russian form of
3: terror
1: and the third objection on the part of the censor was purely literary quality my literary methods
3: Считают, лучше, я,
1: they consider that they knew better than I, how I should write.
3: Купюр, просто...
1: Consequently, they did such an enormous number of cuts and changes that the novel, in fact, was turned upside down. And all my novels have been treated in the same way. So I'm always faced with the dilemma of printing at least something, or publishing nothing at all. But in the end it became so objectionable to me what they're going to print. But I, simply,
2: I simply reject the whole of it. Now, in coming out, you didn't really come out alone. You came out with everything you 'd ever written. How did you
1: achieve this? i 'm a bit of an amateur photographer, and I took pictures all my manuscripts uh, i took uh, put them onto film i 'll show you some of them i 've got them here that 's roughly that 's the sort of thing, just ordinary film. <clears throat> I managed to get six sheets, so oh, typing sheets, onto each exposure. You see, if you brought it all out as actual manuscript, well, it would make uh, something like uh, five or six uh, cases, five or six. Uh, so I squeezed it, it up really tight, and it didn't take up much more room than that cigarette I put, it, I hid it inside my uh, jacket. And that really was the whole of my possessions, the whole of my property with which I came out of Russia. that there is the whole of my life. These are my real books, not the ones as they are known to the reader. You've left your homeland as
2: restricted as it was at was your home. Do you think you'll be able to find the things that you're searching for in the West, or will you always remain Kuznetsov, the man who left?
1: Of
3: course,
1: I'm making an absolutely desperate effort to turn myself into another person. I don't like it when people call me Kuznetsov. This is a compromised name. Only the future will show whether I can be a real artist and writer and a person. Well, we in the West have all sorts of problems,
2: Vietnam and other things that are tearing our society apart. Have you ever thought about any of these things?
1: Yes, of course. I consider that the war continues in Vietnam only because of the Soviet Union.
3: As
1: for America, there's a lot of thinking people in Russia who think the same as I do. But rather less, uh, as far as Vietnam is concerned.
2: As a thinking man in the Soviet Union, did you regard the United States as a threat to peace, as a threat to yourself?
3: Yes, слишком мало живу на западе и слишком мало еще имею информации.
1: I've been living too short a time in the West and have too little information. I have no knowledge at all of America. I very much want to go there. But now, and for a long time, my personal opinion is the
3: Soviet
1: Union that the that the real aggressor in the modern world is the Soviet Union. They don't conceal their aims. They say that communism spread over the, the whole world. That the after all the Western world, including America, defends itself.
2: You know, even here in the West, one of the great conflicts at the moment for writers as a writer's commitment, a writer's involvement in politics. Do you feel that even here you must engage
3: yourself?
1: Oh, God, how I'm tired of all that. I don't want to have anything to do with politics.
3: You
1: me political questions, but my answers are the answers of a, a dilettante i really like writing
3: writing literature but
1: there i got to the point where i felt i couldn't live there anymore i couldn't do it there so i'm going to try to do it here That's all I'm hoping for.
2: You call Russia a concentration camp, yet you've left your own family back in that concentration camp.
1: Do you fear for them? Which, which, very much indeed.
2: And do you think the Soviet authorities will make them pay for your crime?
1: I have no doubt about that.
2: And so you feel some guilt over that too? Yes. Yes. Well, even here in the West, you're living under strain, under great tension. Yes. How long can a man go on living like that?
3: I don't know.
4: Надо делать шикарный рэп, подвальный бред. Там, где гаснет свет, правит очередной, где укупред. Там, где я бру, тонкую без шару. На классику жут судками моё дерьмо, что я преподношу. Мешаю в свою кашу. Вешу петлю на тех, кто чешет языком. В пусту лишь бы не упасть в лужу. Сделать грязь и получить за Я за качу музы, я за хип-хоп, держи право правую руку. Давай пять. Тот, кто верен блату, рэпу с ледом сиду, наводит суету в своём кругу, где ценят труд. Я введу эту тему, что я отнесу В моих треках заценят этот труд в начеку А кто завидует тому фахью я дарю Прикованный к моей Крупэт Либо палач, палач или враж на башни настанут час Делать первоклассный дас Кто бродит, прикройте Типасть Не стоит разводить тут грязь И ты узнаешь, кому носить по жизни имя мразь Жить в одном ритме, как бы на колени не упасть Кому дано делать грамотный продукт? Кому дано идти ко дну, ведь я предпочитаю одну дорогу и Я называю это кураж продаж.